Hey everybody, it's Corey Mosley, and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 everybody. We are back. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I am Corey Mosley. That's right. We're talking about all things entrepreneurship. I want you to grow your business. I want you to start your business. I want you to future-proof your business. It's never about the economy. It's only about your economy. And as I suspect, and as you suspect, I'm joined by another fantastic guest. Love to have on people that I know. Love to people. Love to have on people who I know are going to drop some knowledge and, and and have some experiences to share with you and people that I genuinely get along with in, in real life, as they like to say. Uh, so I'm super excited to welcome my guest on today's show. My guest is Dawn Brooks Gullen. Now, she's a nationally known expert on business networking. Now, she refers to many of the positions that she has had as her past lives. Now, that includes her first real job, job as a crypto technician. I'd never heard of that till now. Uh, a crypto technician for the Navy, where she learned how to send code and decode messages uh, to her current position today as a speaker, author, and entrepreneur, franchise owner of BNI, that's Business Network International. What a phenomenal program that they have there. She also owns meeting facilities where entrepreneurs and business owners come together to conduct workshops and sales seminars. And ultimately, the one common thread she'll tell you is that she's always been finding ways to connect people and finding ways to help them. So you guys know that that's near and dear to my heart. And I did not know this till a moment ago, but at 71, she continues and calls herself a serial entrepreneur and currently has over 33 different URLs for business ideas and books that she wants to do in the future because she knows the best is yet to come. Dawn, thanks for joining the show today. And thank you for having me today, Corey. This is now, exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm super excited to have you because it's very known. People who follow me and follow some of my ter- material and content know I I say this. I say the idea. I and I might have had this conversation with you. I hate networking, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I I understand how crazy it is to say it. But what I mean when I say it is, and, and kind of how I've always advised people in my belief system, is people have to network to me in a way that's the most natural to them so one of one of the things i hate when i say i hate networking is i'm just not big on the office the the mixer with the name badge and you know the color like obviously you've been to a million of those but you know blue means you're in you know technology and and i've got to sit there with my half my half cranberry juice while i snack on pretzels and be interested in people like i absolutely i absolutely hate that but you kind of live in that world right live in it and love it <laughs> right, living it and love it living it and love it like you're the you i think the first time i met you you were walking around with the badge on it's like what does it say like meet me or do you know me or or what does it say do you know me yeah do you know me like that's the conversation starter right I have probably 15, 20 different ones uh, 
Fairy Godmother, International Woman of Mystery, Secret Agent. Do I know I you? It. Do you know me? Leprechaun, anything <laughs> that will help somebody like you actually start a conversation with Break me the ice. because of curiosity right away. Well, people laugh when I say I'm an. I tell people I'm I'm an introvert, and they will say I'm an I'm an introvert extrovert, right? But anytime I lead with introvert, they're especially if they've seen me speak or or you know I meet them at an event or something. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. Like like they look at me really like I'm lying, and it is very. If I know you or if you're in my circle, I am 110% full octane, But or if I'm on stage or, or coaching or that type of thing. But in my general life, I am definitely not the person that's going to come up to you at the party and start a conversation. You're what I refer to as a situational expert. You're much better in front of a group than in a group. Yes. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably that. That's probably a good. That's probably very good. Yes, I like that. And do you know that introverts actually make the best networkers. Is that right? I did not know that. Well, now, the why is that? Is because most people are out there trying to sell people things. They think that's mm. what networking is about, and it really isn't. It's about building mutually beneficial relationships. That comes from getting to know, like, and trust people. Right. Introverts are good listeners. Yes. They're exceptionally good listeners. Some of it is a defense mechanism because it means if they're listening, they're not talking. Mm. But introverts usually care about people. So yes. if they can get past needing to um, sell and realize that they're only there to learn more about somebody, they find that networking is much easier for them. Mm. Yeah, that's super interesting. Takes, yes. It takes learning how to ask open-ended questions. Give me some examples. So, well, my sister called me the other day, and she had just read my little book, and she had gone to a celebration of life ceremony for somebody that she knew that had passed away. And Sandra is definitely introverted. And in there, I said, find a wallflower. So she looked around the room and found somebody that was sitting off in the corner, not really talking to anybody. She knew who they were, but she didn't know them well. And so she went up to them and used the technique of asking an open-ended question. It was a kind of strange question. It was, what have you been doing for the last 50 years since we graduated? <laughs> but it got the conversation started for her. Right. The person talked her head off, and she didn't really have to say anything, but she learned a lot of things that she found were useful information. And she was engaged. I mean, obviously, she was engaged. She wasn't bored. She wasn't, uh, and, and she had an active conversation going. She absolutely did. I'm going to tell a story on myself. My husband's an engineer, and he took me to an event where they were doing a celebration for the fact that his university had gotten hold of a Nobel Prize laureate to come to work with them. Mm. And the good thing was is that his previous university had encouraged him to retire, and he got the Nobel Prize right after he started working at my husband's school. <laughs> so... I was sitting next to the man and had a nice chat with him. 
And afterwards, he went up to Frank and he said, your wife is the best conversationalist. She's an amazing woman. So when we got in the car, he said, I don't mean to be rude, which always means somebody means to be rude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, but since you don't know anything about engineering or physics, what did you have to talk to the man about <laughs> that he thought you were such a great conversationalist? Right. And I said, I just asked him a couple questions, and he did all the talking. I yep. asked him if he knew then what he knew now, would he still become a physicist? Mm. And what would he do if he could do anything else in the world other than what he was doing, if he could wave a magic wand and be that person? And what would he tell young people entering school now about the industry and how to become successful? That's all I asked him. And he mm. talked to me. Well, it was right a state that you put him in that now created that opportunity where he says, wow, that was fantastic when you actually weren't talking. It's kind of like, um, you know, I don't I don't get. I don't get too heavy into politics, but I just I just believe in truths. And um, regardless of what political affiliation somebody has, when you talk about a guy like Bill Clinton, one of the things that they talked about Bill Clinton is his one of his power strengths was, and you can ask anybody, no matter what side of the fence they're on, is if when you were in the room and he spoke to you, he had a way of making a person feel like they were the only person in the room that he was talking to. Right now, some of that some of that may be you know, God talent, right? But a lot of that's skill too, right? Would you agree? It is. And it's yeah. both an art and a science. And some people are better at it than others. I think mm. I was born working mm. uh, in kindergarten. The bus driver dropped by my house one night and said to my mother, I'm here for dinner. And she says, what do you mean? And he <laughs> said, well, I've never met a stranger. So, right. But that doesn't mean I'm a good networker if I'm not able to use So wait a second. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Let me back up for a second. Did you say that you invited your bus driver to your house for dinner? Yes, because he said he was new to the area and he didn't know anybody. And you, but, but you didn't I tell your parents. I was having a conversation in kindergarten. <laughs> That's phenomenal. That, that is phenomenal <laughs> that they didn't even tell him. I so my mother invited him, though. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Let's, let's talk about networking. Now, you are not just a master networker, but you've made that your profession. So talk a little bit about B&I for people who aren't familiar. So because I, I really want people to understand the depth because I didn't even as I got to know you and we started talking, I was familiar with B&I as an entity, but I really didn't understand the impact until we went down and I went on the website and you're a franchise owner and your franchises are significant in terms of the amount of businesses that you bring together every week. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, speaking of networking, I got the opportunity one time to be on the same agenda as the founder of Business Network International, Ivan Meister. Right. I will tell you, you do not want to be a breakout session person after the founder of Modern Networking has been the keynote speaker. You really don't. <laughs> Either way, when I heard about the organization, I thought I'd check it out. And so everywhere I went to speak, I checked it out. And when I got married to Frank and moved up here to Richmond, I decided that I was gonna find more about it. 
Okay, and so hold, wait, wait, hold on a second. Wait, what were you what were you speaking on? What was your to what were you in the market doing before you became a franchise or uh, a franchisee of BNI? Business networking. Okay, so you were there already. <laughs> you were already covering that topic and educating as a speaker on the circuit, basically, uh, on that topic to begin with. Right. Okay. And I didn't realize how much I didn't know mm. until I found BNI. Because gotcha. I came to networking by accident. Gotcha. In that in the 1980s, I was selling real estate. And we came to a wonderful place in our economy where interest rates were 18.63%. Wow. And I knew I needed to meet a whole lot more people if I was going to find anybody that was going to buy a house from me. <laughs> right. So right. I went to local high-end apartment complexes and rented their general space that they had that people could use. Mm. And gave somebody give dance lessons for six weeks for free. And okay. all the people that rented there could come to the classes for free. So I spent six weeks meeting the people, knowing that they were already in very high-end apartments and could actually afford to buy a house, and letting them get to know me so they might want to buy a house for me. <laughs> this is why I love this. This is why I love doing this podcast because even people I know, I don't, I would have never met. I want to just backtrack on this a second. So in realty, you realize that, that you needed to increase your product. I mean, this is people, this is outside of the box thinking, right? So I just want to be clear on this. You, in an effort to improve your real estate business, went into the, to, to the den basically, because obviously Rentals, like I, I know a buddy who's a real estate agent, and his theme is fire your landlord. So every time he sells a house, he announces on social media, another person just fired their landlord. So you went into the <laughs> den basically uh, 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 to rent out the space under the umbrella of dance lessons to get people in the community to to start a networking opportunity to then help them leave the community. <laughs> that they lived in by buying a house from you. Uh, did I got that straight? You got that straight. That's phenomenal. Because the All right. first time okay. I tried to rent the space, I was going to do uh, how to be a first-time home buyer, and nobody would let, run, rent me the space for that. You think? So I thought I've got to go <laughs> and do something else. This is and absolutely I priceless. wanted to learn how to tango, and I got to learn the tango, and I tangled people into buying houses. If you had to put a number, if you had to put a whether a volume number uh, or, you know, how how would you quantify that? You if you thought about that, that that netted you 20 new clients or helped you sell two million dollars of real estate. What what would you how would you put a number on that? Over a two year period, probably 40 clients that I would have never had any wow. contact with. Wow. Wow, that <laughs> that's that, buy, that actually wanted to buy homes. Okay, so you understood networking. Obviously, you had some natural skills when you were networking in kindergarten. So now, fast forward, you're you're in this networking space. You meet you you hear from the 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 owner, the founder of BNI. You move to Richmond, Virginia. Um, for those of you who don't know, when we say Richmond, um, now go now now tell me what happens. 
So then I started exploring the B&I franchise here and found out that it was already owned. I didn't know whether it was available or not, but somebody else owned it. Well, it turned out to be somebody that I had competed against in Toastmasters. Okay. And so I knew the person, and so I just approached them and asked them, was there any kind of job I could do with him? And he said I could be his training director. And less than a year later, I was a partner, and several years later, I bought him out. Mm. Now, let's be clear, because you're being modest about it. You don't just own a location. I, I want everybody to understand the breadth of what we're talking about here. I own a portion of Central Virginia that goes from Stafford down to Tuano over to South Hill. I have about um, 2 million population in that area where my franchise is. And, and how, many chap- how many chapters does that make up? Right now, I have 30 and two in startup phase. And a and, chapter has to have a minimum of 17 people. And there's a chapter in South Carolina that has 102. So you've got well over 500 people that are networking every week with each other uh, uh, across uh, the Central Virginia footprint. Yes. And and from and all, 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 all shapes and sizes. So here's what's interesting, right? So this is really people doing business from other people you know my toilet breaks and i'm a bni member right well chances are there's a plumber in my chapter right so now i have right. someone i don't so so let's talk about this for a second because we're in this digital world right where people are relying on advertising everyone's talking about you know how they need to be advertising on facebook or instagram or you need to be running adwords on google but here you have an ecosystem that you're part of that has over 500 people um and then obviously within their chapter that are networking with each other right we're we're a little over 650 right now oh i'm and sorry here's the thing every chapter <laughs> is made up, that's okay no i'm just kidding <laughs> every chapter is made up of a different composition right. some of them are more b2b businesses more some are more b2c businesses they all have a distinctly different culture mm. i have one chapter that's all men I have another chapter that's more women than men. I have right. a chapter that's mostly millennials, but they're now, all business professionals. So tell me, so what's supposed to happen in that environment? What, what kind of, how does that networking happen? And, and do you, yeah, let's start there. It's basically a marketing system. People sometimes will say, well, when you join BNI, you have a sales team of 20 people working for you. No, it's not your sales team. Mm-hmm. They don't know your product. What they do know is you, and they know that you know your product well enough that they feel comfortable referring you as an expert, not Mm. just I've got a guy, but I have an expert because I've spent every week with this person listening to what's going on in their business, listening to examples of how they've been able to help clients, listening to who they're looking to meet, who their target market is, rather than anybody and everybody. And I know, like, and trust them that I feel comfortable enough that they will take care of the clients as well as I would take care of my own clients. Mm. Every time you give a referral, you give away part of your reputation. And so you want to make sure when you refer somebody 
that your reputation is still intact and hopefully that you were made a hero by the person by doing such a good job. Right. I mean, there's ways to game. I mean, you know, unfortunately it happens. There's ways to game the system online, right? You know, to game Yelp, to game your Google reviews. You know, you call all your cousins and have them go on and give you five stars. That kind of thing, you know, ultimately happens all the time. But inside this type of environment, I mean, people have been vetted. They've been checked out, so to speak. And and you have to, if I'm correct, you know, these meetings are every week. So it's not like you can blow off somebody's referral and never see them again. Like you, you've got to show up next Thursday at the meeting and, and see Janet who sent you two referrals and you didn't, you know, call them back or you didn't do the work good or whatever. Am I accurate in that? You're absolutely accurate. <laughs> the other thing is we actually teach them how to refer because for BNI members, referrals are commission-based. It's not think- just I drove by a house and saw it look like it needed a roof and I gave you the address and said, you ought to go buy this house because they'll buy a roof from you. I've actually had a conversation with the person and given them the reasons why I think that they should work with you and gotten their permission for you to contact them. Now, that doesn't guarantee you the business, but it guarantees you an opportunity to pursue the business because it's been looked at and the person knows that the person wants to do the business and is willing to talk to you about it. And it gives okay, you so, the opportunity to make your presentation. Got it. So, so let's go back to let's go back to networking for a second, and the, and the idea of networking, because uh, it's just been some phenomenal. I, I love this idea of the. Now, I don't know if you asked that guy the questions. If you knew in your head, if they were probably at at, at your skill level, you you kind of they were just right there for you on top. But we talked about introverts a little bit. Your sister. We talked about that idea. Now, the other thing I find interesting is. On the occasion that I go to more of the in-person kind of networking stuff, there's certain people that just come off to me disingenuous, right? The the extrovert. So we talked about introverts and their power, but sometimes there's there's the natural extroverts that really are almost like, I'm like almost like, are you serious in, in terms of that communication? What? What would you say are some mistakes that pop? What are some of the top mistakes that pop in your head that people make in, especially in a networking environment, a live environment? What, what do you see as some of the, the mistakes where you're like, is this person serious or, or like, you know, you, you got to be kidding me? I've got a great example for you. I was at a Please. coffee oh, networking event in Fredericksburg. Okay. Fredericksburg, Virginia, for your audience. Yeah. And this woman walks up to me and she takes hold of my arm with both hands and she says, do you love your family? And I was taken a little back and I stepped back because I didn't know her and she was holding onto my arm and I said, exactly what do you mean? She says, you have emergency preparedness kits in your home to protect your family in the case of a disaster because if you don't, you don't love your family. Wow. She was networking. What she did was turn me off from ever having a conversation with her. And because I'm the woman that I am, I actually said that to her. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, and- I, folks, Dawn, folks, I've been, I, I'm, I'm on some boards with Dawn. Uh, yeah, she doesn't, she, now wait, I, I want to pick this up, but I can't do it without popping in my head, thinking back to our first board meeting. Uh, Dawn and I participate in the National Speakers Association, and we're both on the, on the local board. And um, I, I can't stop, you know, because you're like, <laughs> we're very similar in a lot of ways. And like, we kind of size up another person and kind of have this kind of like meter, like, is this person legit or whatever? And I'll never forget. And I had to pop into it because it made me think of the story um, of, of when we were talking. And and I, I don't know the exact context, but, but Dawn in, in her famous no BS um, approach stands basically says you know is this guy even any good like does anybody in here even know if he can speak and you know he, i've only you know i've got a little credential here i'm csp i have some standing in 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 the nsa and it, i've done a few things but here, here this lady is and i basically really just met uh for the first time that's just like boldly right there and I said to myself at that moment, I'm whether we're whether gonna love each other or she's gonna be a problem. So <laughs> but well, it just it I just heard you speak and I didn't know your reputation. <laughs> and so trying to protect the integrity of the organization, I just said of course. has anybody ever heard him speak? Well, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I have a gold star now. You have my book. You have. Uh, you, you've. You've come to some sessions. So I, I love. Uh, I think I have your gold star now. So. <laughs> so okay. So you said to the woman. I, now I need to hear what her reaction is because most people don't. That's what we call in the world radical candor, right? I, most people are not used to hearing that. So tell me what happens. I basically said. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but if you come across this desperate, nobody's going to want to buy from you because you're annoying and scary. (laughs) And she said, but this is a very important product. And I said, and most of the people in this room will not get to know that it's a very important product because you've scared them off with the way you presented yourself. This is a coffee. This is a casual environment where people came to get to meet some new people and see if they wanted to know more about them. Right. It's a date. It's not marriage. Mm, and I like that. So you rushed into the relationship way too quickly. And a lot of people do that. They think that networking is selling, and networking is not about selling. It's about developing a mutually beneficial relationship where you feel comfortable talking to other people about your context that well, you are comfortable with who they are right well i'll tell you one of the most interesting thing one of the things that i really that that is i think is really endearing about you if i could uh, for a second <laughs> it is is this idea you will simply say how can i help not how can we do business not it never is that way and i think that takes a lot of people aback because it's a question that it's a simple question, but it's a question that most people don't hear in, in just in a regular environment. Like, what can I, is there something I could do to help, right? Um, Let's call it the big question, okay. B-I-G. Before I go, Corey, is there anything that I can do to help you? Mm. As simple as that. And it usually throws people off. And yes. they say, well, what do you mean? Well, yes. do you need any business resources or opportunities that I might be able to help make a connection for you. Right. That's I love simple. that. I love that. 
because if you think about going back to this woman, right? So no one, right? No one argues, and people do this all the time with their product. No one even has the opportunity to to make an assumption about if the product's good or bad because they're already now. A, because basically, someone coming up to me telling me that I don't love my family if I don't have their product is it, very abrasive, right? I mean, that's not just that's just like, oh, I'm passionate about my product. That's like, who are you? I mean, I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. So, (laughs) so that definitely is not going to, I mean, that abrasive is what we do, but we reckon, I mean, you're not going to play abrasive with us, you know, in relation to that. Now, how could she have done that different? I mean, there's a million ways, but in your mind, what, what would have been a correct way to approach that in that environment? Well, since she had never seen me before, I don't know whether that was her first time at the event. Right. Um, just asking a couple open-ended questions. Is this your first time at the coffee networking? Where did you come here from? What do you do? Everybody asks, what do you do? So like, the, so, so I hate, so, so here's the funny thing. So like, I, I, I get it, but I hate that. Like, it, it, it's like, uh, because it's so perfunctory, like, oh, well, what, you know, hey, so so what business are you into? Or, and then, and then you get into the whole, like, you need your elevator statement, you know? I help people go from zero to 100 by, by living their best life. Like, I... <laughs> I know people who specialize in that or work on those things. That is just, <laughs> it's just a, a, it's just so unnatural to me. Um, and, and then it's almost like you see it. I, it makes me, you know what it makes me think of? And I don't knock Amway or, or knock that, but you know, people, when you say Amway, people know what you're saying. It's like Kleenex. Like anytime mm-hmm. somebody comes up to me, cause we're cynical by nature. Right. But if I'm like in a Barnes and Nobles and Somebody comes up to me and they go, oh, what's a good book here? I I immediately go, dude, I'm not coming to a meeting. I'm not dialing into a number. I'm not looking to be financially free. I'm not, I know job means just over broke. I don't, I like, I cut all the pitches because it's almost like that's so reactionary. So I feel like when I'm, when I'm at that type of thing, somebody comes up to me and, you know, hey, so, well, you know, what do you do? Like, it's an icebreaker, but I much love some of the things that you were talking about, like like you had your sister do or when you were talking to the Nobel laureate guy. Like those seem much more interesting ways to to do that other than uh, you know, oh hey, what do you you know, what do you do? Like, right? I mean And what do you do shouldn't be the first question. Right. It should never be the first question. And those elevator speeches are not yeah. designed for an open networking event. Mm. They're designed for you're sitting around the table at the chamber or the Rotary or the JCs, and they say everybody has an opportunity to speak for 60 seconds on mm. what they do. That's what they're for. When somebody tells me, oh, you know, I, I help people live their best life, like I, in my head... <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, is that, is that real? I, I feel bad about it sometimes, but I'm just being honest. It's really a thing where, you know, and, and they get really elaborate. You know, I show people the path to happiness by ditching the nine to five and taking control of their emotions. And I'm like, you do all of that, really? Well, that's smoothing. That's not networking. 
Okay. If you're manipulating somebody, it means you have no trust or credibility with them. And but you've been exposed to that. You've been exposed to that teaching, though, right? You agree. You've heard, I mean, yeah. as, in the speaking community, Everybody right? Get your, yeah. But it's more a marriage of minds where they're right. hearing concern about the person that you're talking to. Right. And then comes the idea or the opportunity to find ways to get to know more about them. And it doesn't happen in uh, 60 seconds. And right. It doesn't happen sitting at the chamber meeting. It happens with taking and reaching out to the person afterwards and finding out if you have some mutual ideas and some mutual connections and whether you want to get to know each other well enough to go beyond the know and like portion of it to I trust this person enough to refer my best clients, my family, right. my friends, opportunities, because so, otherwise you're just smoothing, and that's where networking gets a bad name, and that's not what networking mm. is about. So, so let me ask you this. Process. How do you determine whether or not you're being worked or not? Meaning, how do you determine the genuine desire to, to help and exchange ideas versus the tactical, almost like, my technique is to meet and greet you and then, you know, send you some follow-ups like I'm interested. Like, I mean, I go, I mean, if you go back to dating, right? It, it, like, how do you discern the difference between I'm really trying to get to know you or I'm really just trying to get to the hotel? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you discern that? <laughs> well, a lot of it's instinct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but think of it in the way of dating if yeah. you and I go on a date and we go to the movies, right? we don't get much of a chance to talk. True. So we don't get to learn much about each other. That's so right. if I try to kiss you right then, the, you're probably not going to be open to that because you don't even know whether you like me enough to kiss me because we sat in a movie all night and we didn't talk. Right, right. Networking is about the talking part to find out if you have common interests and common goals. That doesn't mean sometimes people don't move a little too rapidly, but right. you can always slow them down if you think that they're neophytes and they don't know what they're doing. And you can so be let, very old in business and still be a neophyte. All right, so let me give you an example. So um, obviously I get LinkedIn stuff all the time, right? Everybody wants... Right. Everybody wants access to my network. They want this. They've got the latest and greatest uh, program. And, you know, now one of the things, uh, listen, my, my, my thing, and you, you were actually there when we were doing this exercise, really this, this idea, right, you heard me say it at one of our meetings, I just want people to win. Like, I do this, this podcast right now doesn't have any sponsors or anything like that. This is, I just want people to win. Like, I, your, your information is golden. I'm calling my friends. I'm calling people who are coming into my network and, and having them share ideas that I think matter. So I just want people to win. So when you do that, you have a tendency to say yes to more stuff than you probably should. So part of what I've started doing is when I'm getting these, you know, latest and greatest people in my inbox, particularly LinkedIn, my response is always, well, listen, be happy to take a look at your products or service. I actually do strategic consulting. So everything I do is is based on retainer, right? So if you'd like to retain me to review your product or service or to go or, or to talk further, then please, you know, here's, let's move forward, right? So 
that of course <laughs> shortens my mailbox immediately, right? But <laughs> so so what happened the other day was I gave that response to to a guy that you know watched this video and this that and the other and the, like I have time to do that, and he's like, he comes back and he's like, oh okay yeah no problem no problem being he's not interested in retaining right he just wanted to suck my time mm-hmm. but then he says well you know hey Phil please pass this along pass this along to anybody you know that you know that you know should should be taking a look at this like like why would I do that like how what part of the brain I, and, and, I shut them down when they do that to me I said why would I recommend somebody that I don't know for a product right. that I know nothing about that I've never used yes and they usually go away. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I mean, I'm not even going to reply, right? That's just my, I mean, that's probably wrong, you probably, but maybe I should do what you say. But, but like, I'm like, where is the, the gumption? Like, in my mind, I'm saying to myself, what would make this person think I'm going to stop what I'm doing and share this with all my friends? You, you, I'm not looking at it. I don't have time to look at it. This guy's not investing in working with professionals because I'm big on that, right? Professionals hire other professionals to help them with the areas that that they may not be familiar with, right? You've heard me say this before. I, I've I've never seen a, right. a Fortune 500 CEO say he improved his sales 21% by joining a free Facebook group. So why would I? <laughs> so, so so why would I go? Oh yeah, I'm not going to look at this. You're obviously not investing in professionals to help you with your business, but in I'm going to send it off to, to a bunch of other people and try to waste their time with it. I just don't understand the mindset of of people like that. So I just that's, that's just one of those because interesting they've things. been taught by whoever hired them mm. that the magic is in the numbers. That if right. you stand in the parking lot and say, "Does anybody want to buy a pair of shoes?" If you mm. stand there all day in front of a full parking lot, sooner or later somebody's going to say, "Well." What do you mean? Buy shoes from you in a parking lot? Right. Um, that there's going to be one strange person that would buy those shoes. Well, it's that's not in the n- numbers. That, that doesn't work. Right. And as you said, it's a turnoff. And the biggest turnoff to me is when somebody says, I'd like to pick your brain. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I always think of vampires and zombies when they say that sucking your time and the I'm life out of you yeah. who who you recommend that i could sell my product to no right you don't want right. to pick my brain there's strange and weird stuff in there you really don't <laughs> want to go there <laughs> i a friend of mine uh posted on her social media uh it was like a mug and it said um you know you're free to pick my brain after the invoice is paid Right. So, 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 you know, and I, and I have other people, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm like a Coke machine. I'm coin operated. So, um, I, I think it's like that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wrote entrepreneurship confidential is because I have this help, help mindset and I get a lot of people who are, you know, very early stage, they're aspiring entrepreneurs and this kind of thing. And, it's I just can't spend an hour on somebody's virtual dream. So that's one of the reasons I wrote the book because now, and I, I said this to somebody who direct messaged me on Instagram the other day, hey, you know, uh, and they're like, oh, I need to help my business plan. I need to get some things going. And obviously they're not in a position to hire to retain somebody like me. So like, I'm so thrilled that I can go, hey, start here. You know, start here, 
let's get, get work on your mindset. Here's some skill set things for you to think about. And, you know, in the back of the book, obviously, where we lay out that that kind of the, the hymn document, the How I Make Money framework, um, that's one of the reasons why I did that is is – is so people had a starting point that really maybe weren't financially ready to get engaged or really go on that kind of business growth kind of mindset. So, so let me ask you this: I want to bring this full circle, and then um, and then we'll have some, and then we'll do our our, our fun Before stuff. There, that portion of your book, that uh, questionnaire about your customers and your costs and your products and who you're looking for, that yep. is one of the most concise and quick things I've seen on getting people in the mindset of a strategy because most people sell or even try to network without having a strategy. And there is a strategy right. to everything you do if you want to be successful at it. That's right. Yeah. The, the him document, how I make money. Yep. That, that was just one of the things that was so important to me because it was one of those questions that I could, eh, you know, somebody says, Oh, well, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to have a candle business. Okay, great. What does it cost you to make a candle? Oh, I don't know. I just buy a slab of wax and I do this and I sent it. And okay, so I mean, you don't know what it's going to cost you. What's the market say that you can sell it for? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, you're worried about your Instagram or should you have a podcast? You should do all this stuff and you don't have this other, you don't have the actual product and, and some basic things down. And those are some of the challenges of social media, but I'll save that for another day. Let me ask you this question before we move to our other segments. What would you, what advice would you give someone just getting started that wants to get out there and, 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 and network and do more network? I mean, you've said a lot of golden nuggets here for sure today, but what, what would you say if someone said, in fact, you know, I want to get started in networking. Maybe, maybe I'm not a natural. I don't have the quote-unquote gift of gab like other people do. What's some of the advice that you would give them? Well, the first thing I think everybody needs is a mentor. Mm. That you going into something in a new business, whether you're a young person or somebody that's seasoned that's starting something new, without having somebody that you can talk to, and right. a mentor is a lot different than picking somebody's brain. Right. Uh, it would be somebody in the company or somebody that you know that has done what you've done that would give you a little bit of guidance. Mm -hmm. I accidentally got guidance at an NSA event. Uh, Nas <laughs National, Spe and... National Speakers Association for people that know, right. not the security, not the, not the uh... <laughs> yeah. Or the softball association. Or the softball. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was in the ladies' room, and there was a woman there trying to fix her scarf, and I helped her and pinned her scarf, and she asked me if I knew where a room was, and I said, yeah, I've been here for a little while, and I walked into the room. Well, it turned out to be Dottie Walters. Oh, wow. Tell everybody who that is so they don't, because they don't know. Dottie Walters was the owner of the largest speakers bureau in the country for many years and spoke on how to get speaking engagements all over the country and she was in her 80s still doing that and I hope that I'm still out there doing that kind of stuff in my 80s sure. anyway um, she took a liking to me and she became a mentor now I, I didn't ask her because I had helped her she just right. took a liking to me right. I was just being nice to somebody right um, I think a lot of it goes to being nice. The other thing is if you don't have any kind of presentation skills, if you're terrified of speaking in public, 
you need to find something like Toastmasters, which has been around for 145 years or close to that, where you can learn how to do public speaking at an incredibly low price and learn to speak in front of your peers. Being able to be more articulate whenever you're doing anything, presenting your product or service or yourself, is going to make life easier for you. And then sit down and figure out where are your clients mm. and network where your clients are. You know, if I like opera and I'm networking at the opera house, I'm not likely to find too many people that want to do sales. Right. Or opera buffs. So now, do I go in guns a blazing? No. Do I go in? Do I go in like the lady? <laughs> <laughs> no. You go in there with tools. You need to have business cards, and I don't care how many people say you can do electronic business cards. You need to have a piece of paper that you can mm. hand somebody, so you're not writing your phone number down on a scrap of a napkin. And or QR code, you, QR coding them your information. Yes. And and that's okay. And right. I love technology. Right. And I do that. But I also try to find out how people like to be communicated with. Mm. Do they prefer text? Do they prefer email? Do they prefer a phone call? That's part of building my knowledge of that person. How do right. they like to be communicated with? I have a, a good client that hates text. I didn't right. know about it until I talked to him one day and I said, I sent you three texts, Mark, and you haven't answered me back. He says, I never text. Interesting. So many people are taught that, yeah, texting is it. You got to text people. Um, so that's interesting. Learning how they want to communicate can make you more effective with your clients or potential clients. That's a, that's, that's, I like that. And you'd be surprised it's not just a boomer or a Gen X or a millennial mentality. Everybody has a different way they prefer to communicate. Right. I will tell you my least favorite way to communicate is people sending me a message on Facebook because I don't go on Facebook every day. Right. Just for me, just to like my stuff. I do like your stuff. Yes. And I do like <laughs> your entrepreneurship confidential book. Thank you. <laughs> I, Thank you. I bought it nice as plug. a friend and I enjoyed it as a professional. Yes, and I wanna and, and that's another that, that's just another thing. So many people are always trying to get the hookup. Like I, I think it's so interesting. Like you know me, you have access to me, we see each other at our meetings. You could have easily said Hey, can how about you give me one of your books to take a look at? Like you could have said that, and you know what? I probably would have just given you one, right? But you went through the you went through the process. You bought the book. You you it was never you know you just supported and I and I and I want to thank you for that also um, because it never was because I get those messages. Hey, you know well, why don't you send me one of those books? Like, dude, my book's fourteen bucks. Uh, Amazon free shipping. Like, really, is that really going to crush you? Like, you really want to take the six dollar royalty out of my hands that bad? You know, so this book I, is about five thousand dollars worth of uh, time with you. Yeah, that's uh, and folks, this is unpaid. I did not solicit this for her. So, <laughs> okay, I don't need to embarrass you, but it's it's so simple and concise, but it is worth having you as. A mentor. You're a mentor. I appreciate here. that. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And you that. get people to the place where they know whether or not they need to ask you more questions and pay you or get them to a place where they can afford to pay you. Right. Yeah, I want everybody to win. All right, so let's let's pivot here because now we're running out of time. So I, what would you say if you had to think about your craziest entrepreneurship moment? Is there something like a time when you, you know, I always tell a story about about having um, about having to have an emergency root canal um, basically four hours before I went on stage with 500 people as a keynote uh, emergency root canal in in, uh, in Las Vegas of all places. So I talk about that as some of my craziest moments. Well, what do you think over your over your career with businesses and um, all the things you've done? What would you say if you had to think about something? I was speaking in front of a group of about 400 people, and I was talking about needing to be memorable, that if you've mm-hmm. been somewhere and nobody knew you were there, you might as well have stayed home. Well, I tend to work the stage, and I tend to work all the stage, and I also like being on time. So I had bought a little timer to let me know when I was getting close to the end of the time of my presentation. Mm-hmm. The problem was I had never practiced with the timer. So when the timer went off, it startled me, and I went off the edge of the stage and landed on the first row of people in the audience. And I got up and I said, well, I told you if you're not memorable that you might as well have stayed home Um, My stunt instructor said not to try this on your own without training. And I said, I bet you'll remember today. And I got back on the stage and finished my presentation. (laughs) So... Well, that uh, well, yeah. and, and then when I <laughs> then when I went up on stage, I had I said uh, it was a great icebreaker. I just said, listen, I just came from. I mean, sometimes the truth is just the best way to you know. So my opening, other than what I was normally going to say, which was whatever, my opening was I just had an emergency root canal. So anybody observes drool coming down my face, you'll know why, right? Because I still had some. <laughs> I mean, I was fine, but like, what a great icebreaker! Opened up the audience. People were. You know, and then afterwards, it's like, man, I was fantastic. You, you did that. After, you got a root canal this morning. That's crazy. So it was almost like an endearment that got created uh, uh, from it as well. So it, it, it worked out pretty well. Because it made you human. It yeah. made you vulnerable. And there's not an audience out there that's rooting for you to fail. They're all rooting for you to succeed. And so when you have a challenge like that and you can be vulnerable, they're just going to like you all the more. Right. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as fun, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't as fun to have that happen. But it was uh, it was it was it worked out well, nonetheless. So, all right, let's talk about our uh, rapid fire section. So, here's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna ask you a series of fun questions. I want to give some listeners insight to your preferences. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I want to give our listeners some insights uh, to your preferences as an entrepreneur. All right. So I just want well, you to say the first. Fun, my idea of fun might be different. Yeah, true. So, so well, I'm going <laughs> to ask you a question. There are multiple choice. You're just going to answer the first one that comes to your head. Okay, are you ready? We're going to go through this okay. real fast. All right, it's rapid fire, so you don't get a lot of time to think about it. Okay, uh, PC or Mac? PC. Which? Sorry to hear that. What's your favorite credit card for small business? American Express. I love the points. Are you a physical planner or digital planner kind of gal? Both. I have ADD and I need them both. <laughs> Someone once told me AD, AD, there's no such thing as ADD. It just means they don't have attention for you or that particular thing, 
right? It's like, you don't have ADD. They just don't have any time for you, right? So, okay. <laughs> Next question. So what's your favorite software to manage your business? Um, I like, um, oh God, what's the name of that? My contact management system. I forgot. It Excellent. Works so you, well, I don't even you love it so name. much you don't remember. Okay. <laughs> we'll save but that a one. Contact, a good contact management system that has keyword search so I can keep track of people and remember birthdays, anniversaries, questions they've asked me, resources, that type of thing. Got it. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, or other? Other, as long as it has a high energy, high caffeine drink like Bang or Mountain Dew or something like that. Why is it not surprise me that you would love a drink like that? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's not a question. Um, so next up, are you a thank you card or thank you email kind of person? Back to I try to do things the way I think people would prefer to have them done. And that is? So, oh, interesting. I think that they would relate to a thank you card. I'm going to send a card. And if I think they would rather have an email with a cute little emojis and uh, emoticons, then I'm going to send that. I'm going to do whatever I think that they're going to relate to. What's your preference to receive? My preference, I really still like the written card. I have them all over my office. I look at them and I just love seeing them. Well, when it comes to reading or learning, are you hardcover, tablet, or an audio book? I took Evelyn Wood speed reading class many years ago. I read about 1,200 words a minute, and I like the book on the Kindle because I can go through them quickly. Nice. Okay, so tablet. What would you say now? In your opening, we talked about all these business ideas and URLs and books. What would you say is your next big goal? My next big goal is to finish Success as a Contact Sport so I can get that out in the streets because I want I have two other books ready to go called The Gift of Gab and From Fear to Fabulous that I'd like to write, and I have to finish this one first. Wow. Okay. So book. So you'll. We'll definitely. I'm putting you down. We'll have you. We do. We like to do the Where Are They Now show. So um, we're starting to work on that from our first season. So so that'd be cool. We're gonna come back and circle back with you on that one. And finally, one day with any mentor who's alive, who would that person be? Probably my husband, because he taught well, me more wait, about you, you, you already. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody that you don't know now. <laughs> oh, I don't know? Yeah, one okay. day with any mentor out there. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, you know, I don't have anybody on my list, and that's kind of sad. Oh, wow. Okay, so nobody. The lady that told everybody to go out and get a mentor has no mentor that she likes. I, to I need a, a mentor to move me to the next level. Okay, I need to so, find a mentor to move me to the next level. Okay. Well, you, you think on that one. Now, here's our last segment. Are you ready for some trivia? Okay. We're going to see how you do here, okay? All right. I'm going to give you a trivia question. Don't worry. It's multiple choice. You have so you you have somewhat of a chance to to win. According okay. to according to CB Insights, what's the number one reason why business businesses fail? I'm going to give you three options. Number one, there's no market need. Number two, lack of funds. Or number three, staff. Lack of funds. Lack of funds. That's your final answer. Yes. 
the poll actually sold that that is wrong and the poll actually showed that there was no market need 42 percent said they failed because they had a product or service or something that they brought to market that the market didn't agree it actually needed Um, i knew a guy that thought putting an ipad in the shower um, was going to be revolutionary and it didn't quite work out that way for him Uh, i don't have a waterproof shower pad in my shower that you can write on your what a waterproof notepad that you can write notes on in the shower Oh, you get ideas, but you weren't, I mean, you weren't trying to watch YouTube in the shower because do you realize, A, the sounds you need? I mean, just a dumb idea all around. So sorry if you're listening, the iPad shower guy. But uh, Dawn, I, I'm super excited. I mean, man, I can't even imagine the time just flew by. If people wanted to contact you or just learn more about B&I, learn more about what, how, how can they just get in your, your, your ecosphere? The easiest way is to email at BNI, and my name has an E on the end of it. So it's Dawn, D-A-W-N-E, at BNIVA.com. Awesome. I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so thankful that you were on the show today. Thank you for being a guest. And thank you for having me. Now you've got me upset because I have to find a mentor. (laughs) That's fantastic. As I close out today's episode, I'm asking that you subscribe to my podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review. And if not, just keep it to yourself. And if you've heard something today that you think can help someone you know, then I encourage you to share it. Finally, if you are a business owner that is ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, then head on over to my website, fearlesswithcorey.com, to learn more about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Next week.